Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm Brian Moran, and today I want to welcome Levi King, CEO and co-founder of NAV, a venture-backed company helping small businesses make informed financial decisions and access capital. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast, Levi King. Thanks. Appreciate you inviting me on. It's a great opportunity for me. Uh, sure. Levi, yeah, you and I were just talking before. Um, we've known each other for like uh, three or four years now, right? Uh, as you've kind of gone through uh, the different iterations of your company. Yeah, in different iterations of my physical health, I look much older thanks to the, the work put in here at the business. <laughs> well, that, that, that's that's part of being an entrepreneur, I guess, right? right yep. Uh, but the, the good news is uh, doing some. I've heard that doing something you love will actually let you live longer. I don't know if that's true yet, but I'd, I'd much rather work for myself than than I think somebody else. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. There you go. All right, so let's let's get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about financing for small business owners. We're going to talk about their credit. So the first question that I have, which I know every listener is going to want me to ask, is what is the state of affordable financing for small business owners today? It's uh, it's definitely getting better. I think with innovation from folks like Square and PayPal and Amazon and Intuit that are lending directly to small businesses, it definitely uh, makes it it's getting better. And then with innovations in uh, a lot of fintech fintech type lenders, you see um, Chase and now PNC working with On Deck to make it easier. So it's definitely getting better, but far from perfect. You know, specifically if you think about small business owners that rely way too much on their personal credit still, where mm-hmm. they're on average, they'll have uh, over 2x as many consumer credit cards than uh, someone that's not a, doesn't own a business and 2x the revolving debt on those credit cards still shows that they're they're relying too much on their personal credit. Is And a lot of them get stuck in, in these high interest type uh, loans mm-hmm. because they don't understand their data. They, and so they don't improve it. So they kind of get stuck in a cycle of reborrowing. So that's that's not great. And so, obviously, our, our purpose is to help them understand their data, improve their data over time, and then leverage that data for better and better financing options. But overall, I'm, I'm optimistic. I hope it stays. Uh, I think it, I hope it keeps getting better in a downturn, an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but right now, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good. Things are headed in the right direction for small businesses as it relates to getting financing uh, on an affordable basis. Good. You, you know, I have about a hundred follow-up questions to that the opening statement, but one just came to mind. You mentioned, you know, having the personal credit cards as opposed to business credit cards. Do you see a lot of businesses still making that like, you know, cardinal mistake of mixing personal and business finances together? Yeah, no, no question. Uh, there, there's multiple proof points we have of it. One is what I already voiced over that they. They have over two times the, the consumer cards as a consumer. And that's typically just uh, the consequence of starting a business because it's so difficult to get a business credit card or any type of financing when you're starting out. So you turn to what you have and you, and you have consumer credit cards. And so the challenge is getting out of that because 
you start to use those cards and then your personal credit scores drop, Mm -hmm. which then once you're qualified for some type of business financing, now you've got a challenge that your debt, your, your debt ratio looks too high. Your score looks too low. So you kind of trap yourself in that, in that situation. Um, the other data point we have on mixing personal and, and business financing is our, our customers, they, they don't just access their consumer data and their, their business data through nav.com. They also can attach their business checking account. Okay. And we, we had a real challenge as we developed that product uh, from an education perspective because they, they commingle accounts. And so, so many small business owners are running personal expenses or they just they use their personal checking account and add their assumed business name as a sole proprietor, and so yeah, it's, it's an age old problem, and you know, obviously that's one of the many problems that we're working on solving. But those are our two proof points: is just looking at the consumer credit data and then the checking data, and, and knowing that's just a consistent problem of, of mixing things in the business. Yeah, and that's that's for everybody who's listening. You got to write that down. This is a rule of thumb that. You, if, when you start a business, you absolutely one hundred percent need to, s- to start a separate, you know, business checking account. And even if you can't get a business credit card, if you have more than one consumer credit cards, dedicate one to your business and only put business expenses on that. Because hopefully you are, you know, um, uh, keeping your books on a regular basis, your financial books, you know, updating them at least monthly. But if you're not doing that at the end of the year, it's you just created so much more work for yourself when you when it comes time to doing your taxes. You know, you got to figure out what was personal and what was business. It's a headache. So so set it up in the beginning or now, whenever you can, so you can avoid that problem. You know, Levi, you mentioned another thing too. All of these different companies uh, getting involved in in lending to small business owners. And I went on your website, and I think you have listed there like forty four options for small business owners to get credit. But is that only if they have good credit scores? I mean, is that accurate that the, the better your credit score, the more likely it is that you'll get a better terms on a loan or a credit card? Yeah, there, there's no question. And, and that's true of your personal credit and your business credit. You know, I, I the way I frame it is really encourage our customers, make your, your make your business stand on its own two feet. Don't Don't be the you as an individual propping up the business forever. You got to start that way, but get away from it. But yeah, you, the reason you see 44 is because you have good credit. We actually have over a hundred types of financing on the platform. And so for someone that doesn't have great credit, we, even though we want them to get in a situation where they can get the affordable stuff, a lot of times they need money in the here and now. So our, our product uh, that I mentioned at nav.com, you understand, but we also have built-in tools to help you improve that data. And if you're qualified for low-cost financing, there's not a reason to show you something that's super expensive. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want you to get that. Um, there's exceptions. Maybe we have one that's expensive, but it's super fast. And, and maybe speed is all that matters because of the situation you're in as a small business. But yeah, over 100 types will continue to add um, over time. We yeah, Both Experian and Goldman Sachs um, from, its, from its balance sheet, so that the bank itself have invested in NAV and, and we are, we're, we're very advocacy focused. And so we're pretty darn strict about who we'll put in our, our marketplace. Mm-hmm. And we've had to boot folks out. You know, we look at things even as, you know, what happens if the business owner defaults on a loan? How do they treat that person? And is, is 
our our partners' policies change. Sometimes we got to kick people out, but we we take it serious enough that if there's a lender we want to add, for example, that has an APR over fifty percent, or actually I think it's forty percent, it actually requires board approval. So we we are very heavily scrutinize the folks that we're willing to work with. You know that's and that's interesting, and and I know that it's someone who's worked with small business owners for a couple of decades now. I appreciate that. I appreciate a company that is willing to go to bat for small business owners and try and help them. Obviously, that's a win-win. The longer they're in business, the more they're going to come back to you for their financing needs. So, you know, it's not a one and done type situation. So thank you for that. But you, you mentioned a couple of things about uh, financing, which I want to touch base on, you know, uh, one you mentioned, you know, getting a, a quick uh, approval on a loan or a credit card or something um, that always concerns me with business owners because it sounds like they're in a reactive situation as a, as opposed to proactive, meaning that, uh, you know, something popped up, an emergency situation, they weren't ready for it. So they need financing now to resolve their situation. Uh, and again, most small business owners aren't financial people. They don't like their dealing with their finances. And as you and I both know, you know, they'll tend to stay away from it until it becomes too much of a pain. It's kind of like going to the dentist. Um, but l- let's talk about why, you know, what are, what are some of the main reasons that business owners are seeking financing today? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So I would add a little bit to what you said. So, so you're absolutely correct that by and large, they're reactive in making sure that they're in a spot that they can get financing if they need it. You mentioned an emergency, which is covers about half the categories. The other half, though, are, is opportunity. So you have a, a PO, purchase order that falls in your lap. You win a contract. You, you know, a piece of equipment comes up at a, a really, really good price that you weren't planning on buying for six months. But if you buy it today, you're going to save 40% on what you thought. There's basically, or, or let's say you're a retailer and there's an opportunity to buy some wine, like you're a restaurant at a really, really good price. So there's lots of positive things that come up as well. So the ne- there's the negative things. You didn't get the job that you thought you were going to get. You lost a key customer. Hell, back when I owned my very first business was manufacturing, installation, and maintenance of electric signs, awnings, and neon. You know, I had a, I got a, a, a generator, a generator welder combo, like a seven thousand dollar piece of equipment stolen from my mm. shop. Insurance covered it. My my uh, foreman on the the boom truck, where where it was usually kept, forgot to to uh, bolt it down to the bed of the truck. He leaves, goes around one corner, and that sucker rolls off in traffic. Luckily, he doesn't hit a car. And insurance said, "Yeah, not paying for it. It's so a seven grand wow. out of wow. pocket." Stuff like that, you know, it's just endless. The type of stuff that happens. But in our business, we see the typical reasons people are getting financing are cash flow issues, and that that sounds like a negative thing. But again, back to my manufacturing company. You know, I bid a hundred thousand dollar job. I win the job. I get fifty thousand from the customer to start the job. And I'm going into the job 80 to 90 percent. So then I'm I'm a creditor. I got to have cash to float that that uh, 30 to 40 thousand dollars in in cost above the 50 until I install invoice and get paid. So cash flow. And so is you, if you're growing fast as a manufacturer in any business where the cash flow lags like mm-hmm. that, you can be cash poor all the time. But it being a really really healthy business, and so cash flow is both negative and positive. 
we see lots of uh, demand for financing for just simply business growth. Like, you know, sorry to keep using my business as examples, but I also owned uh, like the third business I owned was a uh, financial services business for people that speak Spanish, where we did mortgage, tax prep, uh, cash paychecks, all, all financial services, but we had retail locations. Well, guess what? You have one, you get it going. You want to open another one, it's expensive. Right. You have to build out, you got to space, you got to have electric sign. And, and so we had to borrow money for that. So business growth is another one. And then consolidating debt. Uh, I mentioned people start getting using their personal credit. Eventually, in personal loans and money from mom and dad, friends, family, and fools, whatever. And at some point, they want to consolidate that into something affordable. So that's really common. And then uh, building, just building business credit. You know, we usually think of business financing as loans or business credit cards, which is fine. That's about a, I don't know, call it a trillion dollars in the U.S. every year. But there's another four to five trillion dollars in the extension of credit between businesses. So Home Depot giving credit to contractors or UPS or FedEx giving credit to people that ship. And, and so that's actually a much bigger space, not relies very heavily on your business credit versus your consumer credit. And so that, that's another one we see a ton of demand for people going to get a gas card, a, a, a you know credit with Office Depot, et cetera. And then um, real estate, equipment, and startup. Those are so those are the biggest categories we mm-hmm. see. You know, we, we have half a million customers directly, another half a million through partners. And so we do have a pretty pretty scaled view of of the needs of small businesses. So I, I feel like that's pretty comprehensive. It's amazing. You know, as I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you talk and I and I'm just shaking my head. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it, it, with every, you know, uh, fact and, and kind of um, piece of advice that you share with our listeners, it, it's such a critical um, part of your business, the financing and the financials of your business. If you're not paying attention to that, then really what you have is it could be an expensive hobby because at some point you're going to hit a pothole, even if it's an opportunity. I call that sometimes Jonah swallowing the whale. Right. You, you're a hundred thousand dollar business and all of a sudden you win a million dollar contract and you're jumping up and down until you realize, Oh, I, I need to finance this. And it, it's, but if you don't have your financials in order, it can be a harrowing experience. So I tell our, uh, my followers and, and our listeners to play the what if game. What if this happens? What if you, you know, you, you owe $7,000 for a piece of machinery that broke. Or what if, you know, you talk about the negatives and then obviously the positives. What if you win that contract? How will you finance it? How will you find the people to help you? And the more questions you can answer in advance, the better prepared you are for whatever situation arises. So thank you for bringing that up. It allows me to just remind our listeners to play the what if game. And people who've heard our other podcasts know I talk about that a lot. But it it brings me to the next question. And and I think I know the answer to this. But so out of the all of the business owners that you come across it, on a on a daily basis, do you find that most of them are proactive or reactive when it comes to financing their business? Uh, definitely feel like they're they're reactive you know you've got i think a lot of it goes by personality type so if you if you're pretty left-brained um it it is a consumer if you're you stay on top of your consumer credit and your finances then that's going to be the same in the business 
to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they're definitely reactive. And and the challenges we talked about a little bit before is not just that your business can suffer when you have a setback, you miss a lot of opportunity. Even at my, you know, going back to my, uh, my, actually I'll do a different business. So there was a hotel that I owned one time that came up uh, for sale and I didn't line up any type of financing and I had to hop on it. It was a sweet deal, long backstory on why. And so I had to borrow hard money, expensive Mm -hmm. money to buy that, that hotel you know, put money down, paid like, I think it was like 10 points in closing oh costs. God. And then it's like 20% interest is insane. <laughs> um, but I, just something that simple, like I knew I was going to buy a hotel. Why in the heck did I do it out of order? I'd been looking for a few months and hadn't thought like, oh, let me go get qualified somewhere that's going to charge me prime plus three right. or whatever. So they're definitely reactive. And, you know, there's a reason why they're busy as hell. Like there's so many other things that you have to worry uh, about in your business, but, but that's just an excuse. You know, you, you'll, you'll miss some of the biggest opportunities that maybe could be game changing for your business. If you're not prepared to pounce on those and almost always in business, an opportunity requires capital mm-hmm. to take advantage. Right. So, and, and here's another great quote that I always share with, uh, with my listeners is if you don't have time to do, if you don't have the time to do something right, when will you find the time to do it over? Right. That's, the, you know, time management is the other big challenge for business owners. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. And and, and so let, let's reiterate this one more time. If you're listening to our podcast and I'm speaking with Levi King, uh, CEO and co-founder of NAV, um, you know, you have to take the time right now, especially coming up on the end of the year, we're entering a new year where you know, become familiar with your financials, understand what opportunities might come up in 2019 and what potential potholes you're going to hit and answer those questions now. How will I respond if these situations happen? Because some of them will and better to be prepared and be proactive than than being reactive and making a bad decision on little or no information and with just a few options because you didn't take the time to figure everything out. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. So let's 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 get back to your know, credit scores because we were talking about that in the beginning. Now there are a lot of places that people can go to monitor monitor their credit scores, and I do it on a regular basis. And I and I would hope that my listeners also do it on a regular basis. But NAV does this, right? You offer people the opportunity to monitor their credit scores. What what's unique about your offering or your opportunity? Yeah, that, that's a great question. There's a few things. Uh, first and foremost, we're the only place you can go to get your personal and business credit for free. And as a, a business owner, there's decisions that you should make around your personal credit that are different than if you were a consumer. You know, there's advice you get in the consumer space that might be great as a consumer, but terrible for a small right. business. And so, so we're the only, that's the, the biggest thing is we're the only place you can get both. The, the second thing is that we have multiple business bureaus. So we have Dun & Bradstreet, Experience Business Data, and then Equifax is going live, uh, uh, should be December 15th. And then, so it's a four bureau free solution. One consumer data set, three business where you get uh, a rating on your business, you get a credit report, and then you get the ongoing alerts associated with those in your consumer data to make sure you know no one's stealing your identity Nothing erroneous is hitting your credit. Uh, who's checking your credit? Because in the business credit space, 
There's no, the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act doesn't apply to, to small business, which means uh, there's no permissible purpose requirements, right? Like if you want to see my personal credit, you can't just go pull it. You've got to have permissible purpose that's outlined under law, What what how that has mm-hmm. to qualify. In the business space, that's not true. You can go look at a business credit report on any business at any time for any reason. And so you really want to keep your eye on who's looking at your credit and why, um, you know, because it could be your competitor. It could be um, your supplier. It could be uh, right. anybody. And so you get all that that differentiates us that you get personal and business and multiple business reports. And then the fact that you can get all that with financial education by uh, attaching your business checking account to to NAV yet becomes another differentiator. And, and in the future, uh, we'll we'll get permit. Well, we get permission today, but in the future, we'll begin to report some of that data to the credit bureaus so that you get a better business credit score just by being a customer of NAV, even if you don't want to go to go to work. But I got to really emphasize scores are a commodity. They're a means to an end. At the end of the day, a small business owner doesn't doesn't care whether their scores X or Y. They care. Can I get credit with my supplier? Can I get a business credit card? And that's why from day one, we, we never viewed scores as the product. It's the hook. But really what matters is that we have uh, the data science where we can predict your needs, diagnose where you're at, um, align expectations, provide certainty. And then provide the software tools around the data to improve it over time. You know, we predict errors, then you can dispute those through our product. Uh, so, so for us, it's more about, we always think all the way to the end of problem solving. And again, it isn't the score in and of itself. It's just, you know, like I said, it's a commodity. Right. What matters is what you need to do in your business and what needs to change so you can get to that point as it relates to changing or, or improving your data. You know, what I, what I'd love to do is, is, Tell the listeners, you know, make 2019 the year that you firmly take control of your finances and understanding your financials and understanding your credit score and how they impact your business. You know, whether it's an opportunity or it's dealing with an emergency, because there's cheap money and there's expensive money. And I think almost every business that's been around for a couple of years understands the difference between the two. You know, expensive money could mean making money on a deal or losing money on a deal. You know, inexpensive money is a great way to run your business because, you know, if you deal on on lower margins, you know, every penny counts. And so if you have to finance a deal uh, on low margins, you know, a couple of percentage points, again, could mean the difference between winning, uh, making and losing money on, on, on a deal. So, you know, make a note of that. This is one of your new year's resolutions as a business. I'm going to better understand my finances and my financials and my credit. And all of that, uh, has an impact on the way I run my company. Um, all right. And I know you guys do a lot more than just monitor credit score. So let's talk a little bit about what are some of the other things that NAV is doing to support small business owners. Yeah, you bet. So we, we put out a ton of content, high quality content, and we distribute that at nav.com, but we also distribute it through uh, uh, syndicate relationships that we have. And, they, and that it goes beyond just talking about financing and credit and into just best practices. Like you've mentioned a lot of uh, some other best practices, um, not just, hey, check your credit, make sure you're on top of it, etc. And so we put out a ton of content. I personally, I've, I've started... Um, this is my seventh business, two venture backed. The other five were small businesses. 
I've got over 30 different types of loans myself, and I've made a boatload of mistakes as a, as a leader, as a manager, strategic mistakes, people mistakes. And so I personally write a bunch of content. I publish it, Inc., Entrepreneur, Forbes, a couple others. And, and then we, uh, you know, we get involved sometimes in, in things that really matter, matter. So, for example, California recently passed SB1235, uh, SB which is a, a bill, first in the nation, that requires um, disclosure and transparency on the cost of small business financing and a few other things to the small business owner. It's kind of like blows my mind still that we've had consumer protections forever as it relates to financing. And we finally just got our first piece of legislation passed anywhere in the country to protect small business owners as it relates to financing. And we got heavily involved. I testified to the uh, couple committees in the Senate. My my co-founder, uh, he's chief legal and compliance here at NAV. He testified at the assembly and it was, it was crazy to get it through. Like at one point we were the only supporters left on the bill and everyone else dropped out because of ecosystem pressure. And believe me, we got ecosystem pressure too, probably damaged some relationships of with, with some of the, the, the good guys, I'm saying in air quotes, but still mm-hmm. didn't want the legislation. And, uh, you know, we, we made a decision and it, it wasn't an argument. We said, hey, if, if we lose some partnerships that matter for us, you know, a couple of lenders that we need that are, that are good lenders that don't want this legislation, we'll, we'll do it. We'll still point our customers there and they won't pay us for it. And that, that's a setback we're willing to take to do what we think is right. In the end, a big coalition ended up supporting the final the final bill, a lot of, a lot of good folks, mostly nonprofits. Um, but you know, we're right now we're getting involved in New Jersey kind of has a, a similar bill NJ two, six, two, two, that we're, we don't support right now because it, it lets the most abusive lenders out there skirt the regulation. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll support it if it actually provides the right protections, but you know, this is, this is personal to me and my business partner and a lot of the people that work here, you know, it wouldn't surprise you, you know, our, our vision is to decrease the death rate of small business by helping them understand and improve their data by bringing transparency and, and efficiency. And so people that come from small business families or had owned a small business tend to want to come work here. And so um, we know firsthand how difficult it is. Business owners don't catch the breaks consumers get, whether it's protections around financing or their credit. And so you know, we're, we're leading that charge. Fantastic. I'm, I'm 100% in support of what you're doing. And uh, I'm thrilled that you were able to join us today for our podcast. And I live in New Jersey. So I, I'm going to look into that uh, NJ2622 bill and and uh, see what uh, support I can lend to it. And maybe we can have a follow-up conversation on that, how we can help small business owners in New Jersey, because God knows they, they need help. So... Uh, but we are we are coming up on the uh, on the closing bell for today's podcast. Uh, Levi, I really want to thank you for uh, again, you know, taking time today to talk to us about uh, small business and you know access to capital and making informed financial decisions. This is such an integral part of what. It doesn't matter whether you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur or what I call a passionate business owner. You have to understand the financing and financials of your company. And so let's let's resolve to make 2019 uh, to help every small business owner become better educated on on that aspect of their company. Uh, Levi, if people wanted to follow up with you, 
um, whether it's to get more information about nav.com, and that's N Nancy A Alex V Victor, NAV.com. Um, what's the best way that people can either reach out to you or somebody in your company? Um, best way is if, if you're the type that want to jump on the phone, just call our 800 number. Um, we have phone teams that assist uh, small business owners. I think it's 9,000 calls uh, a month, something like, no, or a day. Shoot, that's a terrible <laughs> one to screw up. But thousands, thousands of calls um, uh, or just uh, email uh, Levi at nav.com and I'll wow, route it. That's, right and what's direction. the 800 number? You know what? Okay. I don't have it memorized, but All it's right, in we'll find it. I'll, I'll <laughs> add it to the notes on the show. So anybody who's listening to this, you can, you'll can you find the 800 number in the notes. Okay. Again, Levi, thank you very much for joining us today on the Small Business Edge podcast. And uh, we appreciate everything that you and your company do for uh, small business owners around the country. And uh, hopefully we'll ta- be talking to you more as we get into 2019. Yeah, and as I said, I, I really appreciate it. I, I love your the podcast you put out some very valuable content so it's a pleasure and a privilege to be on on uh, one of your guests all right thanks and everyone out there have a great day and make the most of it take care you've been listening to the small business edge podcast with brian moran sponsored by pitney bones please visit our website smallbusinessedge.com for a listing of future podcasts